0: Making the six year history cycle work for you. Welcome to the Simply Charlotte Mason podcast. I'm Sonia Schaefer. In this episode, I want to show you a little technique that I use to help me think through and adjust and fine tune our history cycle to fit different family situations. We're going to answer this question. Why do you have a six-year history cycle, and how can I use it with multiple children? So let's get started. First, why do we have a six-year history cycle? We have a six-year history cycle because we put a big emphasis on Bible history. We believe it's important for students to understand how the Bible fits into world history—that the events recounted in the Bible actually happened and in a historical setting. So the first three history studies are Genesis through Deuteronomy and Ancient Egypt, Joshua through Malachi and Ancient Greece, and Matthew through Acts and Ancient Rome. We put the emphasis on the Bible history and bring the ancients in on the side. Most four-year history cycles combine all of those ancients. But we didn't want to cram all of Genesis through Acts into one year, so we take three years to go through those Bible history events and bring ancient Egypt, ancient Greece, and ancient Rome in as we go. Once we get through the book of Acts, the rest of the Bible shifts away from the historical events and centers on the epistles and Revelation. So once we get through ancient Rome, The shift of our studies changes to an emphasis on world history with the epistles on the side, spreading them out evenly throughout the remaining three years of study—Middle Ages, Renaissance, Reformation, and Epistles, Early Modern and Epistles, and Modern Times and Epistles and Revelation. In this way, students have a strong biblical foundation and they can trace the people and events of history—both biblical and world history—chronologically. Our curriculum is set up to keep the whole family on the same historical time period in order to save you time and money and to foster good discussion and relations. But sometimes it can be a puzzle to figure out how the six-year cycle will work with your children's age ranges. So let me show you a simple technique that I use for that. This is how I lay out those puzzles whenever I'm helping a homeschool mama figure out how to customize our curriculum to best suit her family. And that's an important point. Make the curriculum your servant, not your master. Use it as it will work best for your situation. So let's start with just one child so I can show you the basic idea, and then we'll expand into a family with multiple children. First, I grab a sheet of paper and write down the grade level that the child will be in when he's starting to use Simply Charlotte Mason curriculum. And then I just list in a column all of the grade levels left until he graduates. So if this child will be in seventh grade, The list would look like this 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th. Then I just start playing with the six time periods in our history cycle, and I use abbreviations to keep it simple and quick. I plug them into the years that are listed and see how they might come out. If the child will be in 7th grade when he starts, it comes out neat and tidy 7th grade Genesis, 8th grade Joshua, 9th grade Matthew. 10th is Middle Ages, 11th is Early Modern, and 12th is Modern Times. One of the main considerations is that each student in the United States needs to have American History and World History for his high school transcript. So your student will need to cover Early Modern and Modern Times sometime during his high school years. In this model, the student will get Early Modern and 11th grade, and Modern Times in 12th grade, so it works out quite neatly. But what if that child is starting in 6th grade? Well, let's list those grade levels and play with it. First, let's check that we have the critical Early Modern and Modern time studies listed during the high school years. Yes, we do. They are listed during 10th and 11th grades, so we can just brainstorm options for that 12th year. One possibility would be to stretch out the Early Modern and Modern time studies, taking more time to complete them or adding more reading if you want to, and give yourself three years to finish those two studies. Another option would be to use that 12th grade year to complete a government course or an economics course instead of doubling those up during other years of high school. Or your student could use that year to do an apprenticeship Or an internship in a field that he's interested in pursuing. Or he could choose to repeat one of the history studies from 6th through 8th grade but using the high school-level books. You have lots of options. Okay, what if that child is starting in 3rd grade? Well, let's try it. Now let's stop here for a minute. You can see that we have only four years left and we know that we need to have early modern and modern times in there somewhere during those years. If we go clear back to Genesis and start the cycle from there, we won't get up to early modern and modern times before graduation. But what if we go back to Matthew through Acts in ancient Rome? That study gives us a natural break in Bible history because it starts with the New Testament. So in this instance, I'd probably recommend going back to Matthew and finishing the cycle from there. Another option would be to go back to the Middle Ages, Renaissance, and Reformation. That's the point in the cycle where world history becomes the emphasis and the Bible study comes in alongside. That's another natural entry point, and in that case your listing would look like this. And you'd have that extra year during twelfth grade to do one of the other options that we talked about earlier. See there are many ways that you can slice and dice this. The key is to make it work for you. Let's do one more with one child. And let's say that this child will be starting in fifth grade, but he already studied the Middle Ages and Renaissance last year. Well, In that case, rather than jumping into the SCM curriculum at the beginning, you would want to jump in at that point in history. So for fifth grade, he'll pick up where he left off and do Early Modern. That one comes out very tidy. That's why I like to use this format. It makes it simple to get a quick look at the big picture and to play with your options. All right, Let's try a few scenarios with multiple children. Let's say you have two students, one who is in third grade and one who is in sixth grade. When I'm working with more than one child, I write down their grades in a column just as before, but I go ahead and list all of the grade levels that are involved. And let's say they want to start at the beginning, with Genesis through Deuteronomy and Ancient Egypt. Okay? Let's plug in that full six-year cycle and see what we get. Let's pause there and take a look. Your oldest student will have that critical Early Modern and Modern Times studies during high school. They are listed for his 10th and 11th grade years, so you're good there. During his 12th grade year, he can either study what his younger sister will study, or he could do one of those other options that we discussed earlier. Your younger student will have four years left. So you might want to cycle back around to either Matthew through Acts and ancient Rome and start at the New Testament, or you could cycle back to the Middle Ages Renaissance Reformation and save that senior year to pursue other options for her too. I think you get the idea of how this little technique works. Now, just for fun, let's try one with four children in first, third, fifth, and seventh grades. So far it's working out right down the line, but the oldest and second-oldest children will have early modern and modern times during their high school years—one of them during eleventh and twelfth grade and another one during ninth and tenth grade. So let's focus from here out on the younger two. Now, The sweet spot for them to do early modern and modern times Will be during their 11th and 12th and 9th and 10th grade years also. So let's pop those into place. Now, looking at the list, we could easily see that we can go back to Matthew through Acts in ancient Rome and work forward from there to make it happen. That leaves two years of your preference for your youngest student. You could cycle clear back to the beginning and pick up the Genesis and Joshua studies during those two years if you want to fill in that Old Testament history. Or you could select some specialized studies that reflect that student's interests or do some of the other options that we discussed earlier. Each family will be different. Each student will be different. The important thing is to make the curriculum work for you. So now you know why we have a six-year history cycle, and I hope this little technique helps you to fine-tune it to fit your family's situation. It's pretty simple. Just list the grade levels and pop in those abbreviated studies, and then play around with the puzzle to find the best solution for your children. Use the curriculum as a tool to help you teach the child.